Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. I'm back for a second week hosting the podcast, but don't worry, our Advocate-in-Chief, Kimberly Selden, will be back next week for episode 300. You don't want to miss it. If you're a longtime listener, but not yet a member, listen in because we're going to give you some incentive to join. And if you're already a member, of course, we have something for you too as we celebrate 300 episodes. So make sure you listen in for that one. But this week, I'm going to be talking with Sierra Collins, who you've heard on the podcast before. We love Sierra, and she recently became an official BOD business partner. She works directly with our boss groups. And if you're not yet a boss, but interested in working with her as well, you can find her in the coaching section on businessofdesign.com. Today, Sierra is going to be sharing with us the five areas that you need to have clarity around before you can start setting goals. With the end of the year approaching, you know, this is a big time for a lot of people setting goals or New Year's resolutions. So we want to make sure that you have everything in place in order to be successful when you do that. So we're going to give you a little bit of homework. So make sure you listen into this episode. We really want you to put some thought into your answers to everything that Sierra goes through with us today. And then join us on December 14th for BOD Live, where we're going to do a deeper dig with Sierra and hopefully have our members share what they've come up with. But I don't want to skip ahead because we also have BOD Live this week, Wednesday, November 16th. And we're going to be talking about managing discounts. And in fact, we've got one of our members weighing in to see if she can convince Kimberly to try it a different way because her approach is to think of yourself as a retailer. So that's going to be a really great conversation. Please make sure you join us for that one. Again, that's happening this Wednesday. Also coming up on the calendar, dates quickly approaching. Today is the last day to get in on early pricing to join Kimberly in Australia for the BOD 15. Registration is still open Uh, until the event. But again, today is the last day to get in on early bird pricing. Make sure you check that out. Of course, members are going to save as well. And the deadline for early bird pricing for the BOD Elite Retreat is on December 15th. So details are on the website. Spots are filling up quickly. So make sure you check out details for all of these events and more at businessofdesign.com. Thanks so much. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Hi, Sierra. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Cheryl? I'm good. You just got back from what I've started calling boss season. Uh, Most (laughs) of like September and October, so many of my hours are dedicated to boss. And I know you were just in high point with our original boss group. And you also just got to work with our second boss group, which was really fun. I heard amazing things about uh, about your session. Thank you. Yes, it was great. It was great to finally, one, experience this high point that everyone talks about. Uh, and two, 
see everybody in person and realize that they're real humans because for so long I have been, you know, in the virtual world with them. So to be able to spend time one-on-one with them and then in a group setting, that was amazing. And then of course, with the, the newest group, um, being rolled out, I was very excited to meet these boss ladies, all ladies again. Uh, yes, yes, it I, is. <laughs> I'm, I'm always interested to see whether or not a guy pops in there, but all ladies again, um, and very excited to see where it goes with them. We just we just did our first session last week. So, what you've been doing with our boss groups and where most uh, I think of our members who have worked with you start out is doing the DISC assessment. But today we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. And I think this is something you've touched on with the boss groups as well. But a lot of what we talk about is goal setting. But I guess you need a lot in place uh, before you actually get to that point. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Yes. Uh, so I I think that a lot of people approach goal setting um, in, in kind of their own way. Um, because goals can be overwhelming. Uh, and what I like to think about is what things you need to have in place before you can get a good solid uh, growth plan and, and really dive into the goal setting process. So I did touch on some of this when I spoke to the ladies in High Point. Um, but I think that there are specifically five things that I feel that you need to be intentional about having in place before you sit down to set your goals, especially as we're coming up on the new year. I feel like this is really timely to talk about it. I have a lot of clients who are coming to me, uh, you know, frantically trying to write goals for the new year, get their strategic plans in place. So it's kind of the topic right now. Well, and that was one of the things um, you're actually going to be joining us in uh, December for BOD Live to uh, work with some of our, our members there. So is the end of the calendar year the best time to set goals? Is this sort of coming up on the time of year that you do that? Are they more like more or less likely to sort of follow through with reaching those goals when you set it um, based on sort of that end of year timing? You know, I'm finding that this is. Uh, this is the best time, I think, October through, honestly, through December. Uh, don't wait until the new year to set goals for the new year, obviously. Um, but I, I say quarter four is the time to sit down and, and really reflect on what you've accomplished so far that year, what's working, what's not, and then figure out you know, what, what directional shifts you might need to make moving into the new year. Um, because, you know, especially right now with the way that things are, we're having to pivot a lot. And if you are going to need to pivot, it's time to talk about it before and be a bit more proactive, uh, rather than waiting for some of the things that might be coming up, um, to cause you to be more reactive in the situation. So I definitely think quarter four is the time for it. Uh, I'm excited to do the BOD live in December. I would not push anything beyond uh, December and goal setting. If you're just starting to think about your goals, uh, whether it's for your personal life or for your business, January 1st, you're a little bit behind schedule. But the great thing is, is every day is a fresh start. And if you want to set a new goal, you can do it. Uh, you're not bound to quarter four. And what we're hoping is that our members come to the meeting prepared with their goals and uh, and that they'll share those at the meeting. As I'm going through a lot of the the feedback from our boss group, um, one of that I'm seeing like across everybody's list to implement is the full focus planner. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? 
I, I, I'm really excited. Anytime anybody brings up the full focus planner, I get excited. I'm very passionate about this. So I will just say that I hopped from one planner to another ever since the beginning of time. I've just been a planner hopper and none of them were all like, none of them were the perfect fit for me. None of them had all the parts that I felt that I needed in order to be intentional every day. Uh, until I found the Full Focus Planner. And it's been around for about five years now. I found it when it first came out. And it it really allowed me to kind of merge my personal and my professional life into one life um, instead of it always being separate because I always felt like I have to plan my personal goals and then I have to plan the goals related to my pre- professional growth. And at the time, I was an educator. So I was a teacher in a classroom. And, and my goals looked very different, but I didn't feel like I could plan with total focus on my life as a whole. And so everything was very segmented. So when, so, I, when I hear planner, ahead. I think agenda. Is that along okay. the lines of what the planner is? Because I'm, I'm picturing an agenda or my calendar. So yes, that would be what um, some people would see this as, but this takes it much further beyond just a kind of a daily planner. So I, if you can imagine having a system in place where you plan out your annual goals and it's like backwards planning your life. So if I want to reach this goal by December 31st, 2023, okay, what do I need to accomplish each quarter? each week, each day in order to make forward progress towards those goals. So you're very intentional with making sure that your daily goals align with your annual goals. And so you're always um, kind of looking forward for that connection. And it allows you to, that's why it's called full focus, maintain focus because we have so many distractions in the world around us uh, that are pulling us. Everything seems like an opportunity. Uh, sometimes not an opportunity for us, an opportunity for someone else. But we 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 might be saying yes to the wrong things if we don't maintain full focus, right? So what I say about this planner is it allows you to achieve more in less time and ignore distractions. So that's kind of they they say there's a double win. I call it a triple win because because you also <laughs> can do it by avoiding those distractions that are constantly you know popping into your life. It's just a wonderful tool. Well, and I think for so many members who do work from home, they don't necessarily have a separate office space. It really is about, you know, it's not a balance and not a work-life balance because in what world is the work part of it not part of your life? I understand more, um, you know, work, family, finding finding that balance, but you need to see it all in one, all in one place and not go back and forth between like a family calendar and your goals and your, you know, everything there, or it does become a distraction because one's not planned around the other and both require so much of your time. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. I think the other big component of this that I like is I've always been a very reflective person and there are, so there's a weekly reflection piece and there is reflection woven throughout where you're stopping and you're forcing yourself to one, celebrate your wins, which I often skip over because I'm I'm too busy looking out ahead, like what's next, right? Stopping looking at what did I accomplish that week that moved me forward towards my goals? But what am I doing that's preventing me from moving forward? So what do I need to start, stop, continue doing immediately that's going to help me? So if if I had a rough week, 
then I get a fresh start when I do my Sunday reflection and Monday morning, I, I can put in place all my new strategies, right? So I think the reflection piece of this as well is also huge. There's parts that have you uh, reflect on your self-care, which I'm really big on. I kind of had to become big on because health was a really big concern for me for a while. So it just has all of those components in one place. So um, I was really excited to share this with the boss group when I went to High Point. They each got their own planner. Uh, we did a productivity and planning uh, workshop together and really talked about how they could use this as a system for themselves. But also, I even have some ladies who have decided to have me... Um, introduce it to their full team and talk to them about how to implement it in the whole firm um, so that everybody's using the same system and can hold one another accountable. And the accountability piece is so huge. And I know, um, you know, you had a couple of hours to really, you know, deep dive into this with the boss group. For But for today's purposes, um, let's go back and talk about those five areas that you mentioned that sort of come before the goals, before all of this planning. What uh, What do we need to start with? All right. So the number one thing uh, that I like to ask people is, uh, what are your core values? And sometimes people will immediately rattle them off to me. They know exactly what their core values are because they are a driving force for their decision making every single day. Right. And then some people uh, look at me with eyes wide open. Like, am I supposed to be walking around knowing my core values on a regular basis? Cause I've never really thought about it before. Right. So I actually have core values, um, for my personal life as a whole. And then I have the core values that my business functions by. So what you can come to expect to see from my business. So if someone were to ask you right now, not to put you on the spot, Carol, <laughs> But are you one of those that would look at me like, okay, I, I know this, I use core values to guide my day-to-day -day, uh, decision-making, or are you someone that would want to spend more time trying to identify those? I think I would need to spend more time in order to put those values into words, right? Like, I mean, you can spew off, you know, my family is definitely like at the core of, you know, all of my priorities. I know um, I can't say that I've done that put the work into that side of it for your business. And I know that that's an area that we get questioned a lot. Um, there is a business of design program that does um, focus on your core values and mission statement. And Kimberly always got questioned, like, is that really necessary, especially if you're a solopreneur? And for her, um, in the same way that you want to identify your ideal clients and know what it is you, you know, you want in that area, having core values and a mission statement help you make other selections for your for your business when you're hiring staff do your values in terms of the business side apply um, but the nice thing that you know we've had access to with working with you is that it does combine the the business side of those core values with the personal ones because lining those two up personally is probably not something that I've actually put time into doing and I I agree that it's, it's really important to to see where they collide. Yeah, it's all about alignment. And that's what it comes down to is the five different things that I'm going to share with you, all of them help us to create alignment when we're setting goals. So do the goals that I'm setting align with my core values? And you said for you, family is very important to you. So when you're setting goals, you've already stated that family is a priority. 
right? Mm-hmm. So that that's going to change the way that you write your goals and, and the impact that you achieving those goals can have on your family, right? So that's, that's something that I would kind of add to that is that it is what, whether it's your personal uh, core values, what, which I have to say, I am my business, right? And I am my brand. Um, so people can usually tell that my, my values are my family as well. Uh, growth and faith, those drive my decisions. But for Sierra Learnership Collaborative, I have passion. I approach everything that I do with passion. You've seen it, I'm sure. <laughs> All of my clients see it. Collaboration. Collaboration is a, is a part, collaborative is a part of my business name because collaboration is so important to me. And then commitment and, and people knowing that when I commit to doing something for you that I'm going to follow through, I'm always going to give you my best and nothing less. So that is not only on my side, helping me to determine where to head with my goals and my business, but it also allows your clients to better understand who you are, what you represent, and if you're a good fit for them. Yeah. And I I know, um, I mean, very much in line with what you just said, uh, that I am my business and I work uh, I only work with a handful of clients at a time because you do, you know, form those relationships and you really want to work with clients that understand the the balance and that you've got the family and the work. I know for myself, you know, with saying that family comes first, you know, my hours for work work around school hours, just as an example of like making decisions yeah. once you set those boundaries for yourself. And I think that is part of what the values allow you to do is set those those boundaries around what you need in order to do both family and work and not feel like you're choosing one over over the other. Yeah, I I completely agree. And that's actually that's a great segue into the next one. So, um the second of the five that I listed was priorities and we touched on it a little bit, but taking time to reflect on your priorities in life and then letting those priorities guide your decision making. So for me, health has to come first. Um, I realized the hard way that when I didn't have my health, I couldn't help anyone, right? And so I ran myself into the ground. And when I was at that place, I needed everyone else's support. So it's in my mind, it's my job to stay healthy and take care of myself because if I'm not able to do that, I can't take care of my family. Um, I, I became dependent upon them. And, and of course, business is important, but it, I'm going to talk about um, something called the wheel of life that, that I use with my clients. And the wheel of life is really going to help you to better prioritize different areas of your life as well. Maybe something that you've neglected in the past that you really need to focus some energy and effort into increasing your satisfaction in that area. Um, it, it might be just because it has to be a priority because of things that are happening in your life. Maybe you don't have a choice but to focus on health right now because that is something that's impacting your ability to accomplish your goals. Uh, but so second um, was priorities. Do you want me to hop into the third? Well, just while we're on priorities, I think that, you know, as, as you said, like I have worked with you one-on-one and I think how you said health is a priority, like that self-care, I think that for me, it was always hard to justify taking time away from billable hours while my kids are at school to do those me time tasks, to exercise, to whatever it is. 
and the hours that follow are more productive because you've taken that time out to do it, but to sort of reframe it and see it from somebody else's perspective and have it sort of explain to you why that's so important is kind of needed. Because despite the fact that to think about it, it's, it's really obvious and it's clear that you need to take the time to do those things because you're saying that they're priority to actually then turn around the next day and take the timeouts that you need to accomplish it. It's hard to be accountable. When you set work goals, maybe you're sharing them with staff or you're looking at your numbers and there's a paperwork, a paper trail uh, to what you're achieving. But on the personal side of it, it's harder to set goals. Who are you telling that you've got these goals? Who's holding you accountable? Um, so to say that something's important to you is great, um, but you need to have that accountability on the personal side as well. Yeah. And there's there's a great way to make sure uh, that you are prioritizing those things first. So something I do with my clients is called a 24-hour plan. And we literally map out in a 24-hour period, what are the types of things that you need to be doing throughout the day? So obviously, first and foremost, we put sleep and how many hours ideally should you be getting? Let's say eight. Um, we need to eat. So there's the cooking, there's the actual eating, there's the cleanup. How long is that going to take? Right? What are you personal hygiene, exercise, you know, if if you do Bible study, whatever it may be, I write all those those down first. And believe it or not, after you total them all up, after you've set aside the time for all of the things and all the self-care, you still have at least eight hours for work consistently. And then it helps you to realize, oh, wow. So when I choose to work 10 hours today instead of eight um, at work, then that means I'm choosing to take two hours away from something else. And it helps you to think about and be more intentional about what are you willing to take away from? Because if it's really a priority for you, will you give it up, right? So it's like front loading your schedule with the things that you need to do for yourself and your family first. And then you still have your time left. That's why when people are like, there's just not enough time in the day. Like, should we sit down and do a 24-hour plan together? Because I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. It's just that you are not using it wisely right now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I use lists for everything and checklists for everything. And like, when does making dinner and showering and though like they're not part of the list, obviously, like it just you don't account for everything else you do in a day and the actual time requirement that that goes. That's I've, We're I've never do done a 24 that before. Hour yeah. plan together, Cheryl. <laughs> We're going to make it happen. Oh, I think that's going to shock <laughs> me where where my time is spent. I feel like I'm go, yeah. go, go morning tonight. And then there's still things that just get pushed to the next day. So always, really always, always. From that perspective. Okay, what's the next one? Okay, the next one is purpose. So if you do not have a purpose statement for your life, it is time to write one. It's what's going to get you up in the morning and keep you going when things are rough. So you need to know what your purpose is, what impact you're trying to have on the world around you, whether it's the, the impact on your family, your community, whatever it may be, but you should have a purpose statement that drives everything that you do. Just like we talked about with core values, just like we talked about with knowing your priorities, you need to know your purpose. And there are a lot of people walking around. If you would ask them what their purpose is, they would say they have no idea. And that's okay because it doesn't take that long to sit down and figure it out. 
There's a series of exercises that you could do to identify your purpose, just like you would figure out the purpose for your business, right? And you would write mission and vision statements and what impact are you trying to have on the industry by being in existence, right? It's the same thing with your life. What, what contribution are you making every day and what impact are you having? So for example, my purpose, I feel, is to share my passion for lifelong learning and leadership development with others because I want them to be inspired to continue their own journeys of personal and professional growth every day. So that's what I feel my purpose is. So that drives all the goals that I set because I can ask myself, does it align with my purpose? Today, I turned down a, an opportunity with a potential client because it didn't align with my purpose statement. I looked back at it and I said, you know what? This is trying to pull me in a different direction. I have to say no to this because now I'm going to have more time to do the things that do align with my purpose. Yeah, that's a hard one. Would you align that with a mission statement? To me, the mission statement is more client facing in terms of your business's goals. And I understand this is more as an individual, but what would the biggest distinction be? I think, okay, when I talk about numbers four and five, I think it'll okay. bring, bring clarity okay. <laughs> um, to where the mission and vision statements kind of align with this process. But I will say the purpose of your business can be shortened to the point. I always think impact and contribution. Okay, so what, what contribution am I making and what impact is it having? How am I using my talents and skills to have an impact on those around me. That's what I think of when it comes to a purpose statement. So it can be very simple. It doesn't, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be complex at all. <laughs> well, you've got me thinking about what mine is because I support entrepreneurs and help them grow and reach and do sort of the business development side of it. And I love doing that and helping them take that extra step that they wouldn't have been able to do without my support. Um, but I feel like that's how I see, you know, my purpose within businesses, even though I have my own business is supporting the growth of other businesses. So I feel like that doesn't resonate to think about, I need to take that sort of to a deeper level. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking away from this interview with homework. I can feel it. I you are. Once a teacher, always a teacher. <laughs> All right. So number four, we need to identify where you are. So before we can figure out where you're going, that end destination, uh, we need to figure out where you are to determine the path to get there. And this is where I come back to that wheel of life that I mentioned earlier. Right. So I use this tool called a wheel of life to help my clients identify their current level of satisfaction in different parts of their life, whether it's their health, um, their relationships, their uh, financial well-being, their career, where they are in their career kind of compared to what they had envisioned for themselves, um, being able to instill, um, you know, fun and recreation in the day to day and, and not, uh, focus on work all the time, which is so, so challenging. Um, you know, what are you doing to grow service to your community? So different areas of your life, really stopping, pulling back and thinking about where am I now? And so this really helps you to figure out the best path forward. 
This is what I love about coaching. I don't spend a lot of time in the past with my clients. It's very forward focused. We are determining where to go based on where we are right now. It doesn't matter what steps you took to get to where you are right now. That's not my focus as a coach. My I'm forward focused. So given the current circumstance, where do we go from here? So the where you are goes really naturally along with number five, which is where you want to be. And that's the vision of the future state, both personally and professionally. So do you have a clear vision statement? So here we're talking about mission and vision, Cheryl. So the the mission being the boots on the ground, client facing, like you said, what am I doing every day in order to make progress towards that vision? And so that vision statement needs to be very clear as to what your end state would be. So if we're sitting down to create goals, I need to know for my business, for Sierra Learnership Collaborative, I need to be able to look out and say, where do I want to be with my business in one year, three years, five years, 10 years? Because what I'm going to do now in 2023, as I set these goals, the decisions I make now are going to impact where I am in 10 years, right? One one change and step can change my entire trajectory. So numbers four and five, where you are and where you want to be, that's really having a mission and vision statement in place and a uh, a time to clearly reflect on your current circumstances. And when you're talking about where you want to be, is that more big picture thinking as opposed to more distinct goals? Yes. So are, this are is, the goals sort of the smaller elements that make up that big picture? So I would say, um, remember, all of this takes place before the goals are set. Right. So this really is your big picture thinking. So for me, for the vision for my personal life, where do I see myself in the future? You know, I want to have property. I want to have land with my family. I want okay. to live in West Virginia midway between my significant other's business and my business. You know, I have a vision. I can literally visualize what my life will look like 10 years down the road and what I want it to look like. And it's doing the same thing for my biz- business. What will it look like? You know, there we have a new space, by the way, if I, if I haven't told you this yet, 2000 square feet, it's beautiful. We have our own classroom space and I am envisioning people in and out of the space, constantly learning and growing in this space here and serving the local community. Because a lot of what I do is outside of the local area and servicing clients way beyond, right? But I want to make sure that there is something that's accessible for the community here in Winchester. So I'm able to visualize that future state. And now what goals do I need to set for myself in order to reach that future state and have that that buzz of people in and out. Yeah, does that's, that uh, help? That's a, yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm picturing your your classroom and thinking what business of design events we can do and get members in there. We're going to be hitting you up to host. <laughs> oh, yep. Certainly. It's 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 open. Um a lot of people are interested in it. I realized as I used to, you know, as I've been putting on workshops, I was renting hotel conference rooms and all these different spaces all the time. It's a big investment. So to now finally have a place in-house to be able to have these events, it's it's going to be hopping. I will tell you, come January 1st, things are going to be very different here. 
That's amazing. Well, uh, we are looking forward to, uh, it's going to be December 14th that you're joining us for BOD Live. So for our members who plan to join us on there, unfortunately, it's virtual. We can't all be in a classroom together, but uh, what's some homework? What would we like them to come prepared with and share with others that we can help hold them accountable? Oh, I love that you're allowing me to give homework assignments. If, if you give homework to them, maybe you, you'll you skip me. <laughs> I'll have okay. to come prepared with okay. mine too. I'll come well, prepared I think with mine I too. Covered, I think I covered five things today. So it, even if it's some initial thinking around what are your core values, identify three things, three things that are your fundamental beliefs that inform the way you conduct your life and business. Okay. Have those in place. Think about what's important in your life, your priorities, and then consider a future vision of what your business looks like in three years, five years down the road. How is it different than the way it is now uh, so that we can be very intentional with our goal setting? That sounds great. And we'll certainly make that available uh, on the website along with the details for that BOD Live. So you've done this before. You know that we end every episode with a design intervention. So Outside of goal setting, what uh, what's a piece of advice you'd like to leave our members with? So I wanted to share that your ideal clients will value you. So you need to stop chasing those that don't value you. So keep one. in mind your ideal client. Stop chasing those that aren't ideal. And And I think that all of these steps towards goal setting is also a great way to help identify and figure out who aligns with your core values and your purpose and whether or not you're going to get satisfaction from working with that client if it doesn't if it doesn't match up. Yes, it needs to be fulfilling for you. That we I don't want to see a division between, you know, work and life. I see it as as one. And so it's all about being fulfilled. And if you surround yourself with the ideal clients, then you feel fulfilled. And this is why I love business of design, because my business of design clients are my ideal clients. And I have no doubt about that. So uh, thank you so much for having me today. It does mean a lot. Yes. And with that in mind, um, Sierra is actually an official BOD partner. And if you want to work one-on-one -on -one with her, you can find her under coaching on the Business of Design website. Um, between the, the DISC assessment, she does do coaching for this full focus planner, which I think I need to hit you up for. Because, um, you know, again, all of our boss members, that's on their list to accomplish. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that really changes things for them, which will be great. So um, you'll be joining our boss um, members again next year for their uh, second meeting and fourth meeting. It's just, it's, it's going by really quick, but thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me. Yeah, no, thank you so much, Cheryl. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Take care. You too. Bye. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today 